This is an Age of Sigma podcast, which may contain explicit language. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 5 of Mortally Winded. I'm your host, Chris Welfare. And I'm James. Your other host. The other host, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, this show, um, it's a little bit sad. Um, this is going to be the last show with James for a little while. Yeah. Um, as he's off to sea, as uh, listeners to all of our other episodes will know. Yep, yeah, so this is my last, not my last recording, it's just a see you later We'll see you later in the year recording. <laughs> yeah, Pretty come much. back in six months' time, hopefully. Yeah, about six months, yeah. We might get the opportunity to do a little bit of recording somewhere. If I get into a hotel somewhere, I could do some do some Skype, maybe, just to touch base and say good day yeah. to everyone. Um, hopefully, yeah, wherever we can, we'll do that. Um, but in terms of kind of main episodes, James won't, won't really be on the show for for six or so months. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, we have an announcement uh, a little bit later on in the show. Um, but... In the meantime, I will also be continuing um, and trying to record episodes with local people here from the scene in Sydney, um, wherever I can, and kind of doing shows um, using the other people that are around. So I think we there's plans in the pipeline to do an episode of um, So You Want to Play Sylvaneth? Um, there's a couple of us here in Sydney that are playing Sylvaneth, so I'll sit down and chat with the boys and we'll run through playing Sylvaneth, which should be cool. Um, but yeah, so... We haven't recorded together for a little while, James. Um, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> should we do a little hobby rundown? Okay, yeah. So, what have you been up to, Chris? What's been what's oh, on your table What have at the I moment? done? Well, since we last sat down and chatted, really. Um, <laughs> You've done a whole Sylvaneth army, haven't you? Uh, nearly. Roughly. <laughs> I, went, I went up to March of the Damned, obviously back in March, yep. um, with my unpainted Sylvaneth, my base coat brown Sylvaneth, um, <laughs> and then went up to BrizCon at the end of April. Um, and took painted Sylvaneth. So within a month, managed to get them painted up to reasonably good tabletop standard. Um, I think it was the Guardians of Valerial Army, so it was. Um, I managed to get all the points on the painting rubric using my bits of Stormcast for my freehand lightning and, yeah. um, and yep. my conversions and my primes and stuff, so that was really cool. Um, nice to just get the army at least to tabletop. Get just adding all the grass flock and the flowers and stuff to the base is really just kind of helped them. Oh, yeah, gave it a good lift. Yeah, it just helped yeah. bring them to life a bit. Um, yeah. Obviously, the army's nowhere near done, and I don't, I don't want to kind of be lazy with it now and be like, oh well, it was done enough to that tournament and leave it. So I do want to carry on with it. I've still got like Alarial, and I want to paint up my Durthu and properly finish painting my Ancients and yeah. paint up more Colonel Hunters and stuff. But um, as always, I want to flick onto other armies and stuff as well. So <laughs> um, I need to do a bit of hobby before I go back to the UK. Um, when are you going to back to the UK? Mid July. Mid July. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to the element. Well, I'm not going because of this. I'm going for a wedding. But the last weekend I was going to be there. Element Games Grand Slam is on, and I was like, I'm not missing this. Oh, so, fantastic! Um, <laughs> I extended the holiday for a few days um, so that I can go to that. So I'm going to take Stormcast. Um, I did a little poll on Twitter to see what should I take. Um, I put mixed Stormcast, mixed Sylvaneth, Sylvaneth Winterleaf, or Stormcast Tempest Lords, yeah. and. I think almost unanimously it was Stormcast Tempest Lords, which I'm excited about because it's how I want to play the army. Yeah. I get to use a fair few of my units of prosecutors. Um, we just played a game today, actually, which we're going to chat about, um, where um, I used the army that I'm going to be taking with me. Um, so I've got a little bit of work to do on them. I need to get a unit of Fulminators built and painted. Yeah. Um, I need to. Paint. <laughs> I was actually really glad to take 
to take that base off today that you had that re- <laughs> Yeah, there was a blank base. That was today. the general, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was proxying today, but um Yeah. Uh, so I need to paint up my second herald or paint up my other unit of judicators. Um just do a little bit for to get that army ready. Um but yeah, um what about you? What have you been painting? Well, uh, since we last chatted, um, well, I've been quite busy with work, so haven't had a hell of a lot of hobby on the table, but I did do a conversion for another Mongol, a second Mongol. So I got the uh, the Nightbringer, the Necron Nightbringer. Yeah. The Shard of Satan or whatever it is. The, um, yeah. I'm not sure. The Nightbringer, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I used that model and um, put a... A banshee from the like a spare banshee I had from the. Um, it's the one from the mortise engine. Yeah, from the mortise engine. Yeah, so pretty cool. So I've kind of affixed her to to his side. So I uh, painted them up in an ethereal sort of uh, theme. Purpley green, purpley and greeny and ethereally. It and fits I, in perfectly for your army. Yeah, that's like, right. That was the idea, and I kind of I did actually buy a second Mongol from Forge World. But I um, was talked out of talked out of it by my friend Brandt, <laughs> so who who um offered to buy it off me. So um, he got a good deal. Oh, Brandt's got a Mongol. Hasn't yeah, he got the okay. Mongol. <laughs> he doesn't have but, any um, death, does he? No, he's he's got some fans for some oh. some death. Yeah, he's got he's he's the bits master. Little he's got all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he got that for you know a good price and. Uh, the good part of a bottle of Sailor Jerry, so <laughs> <laughs> so that was an easy sale for him. That's cool. But um, yeah, so it's it's got I've uh, put a couple of severed heads on on spears sticking out of the ground. It's quite a grisly sort of yeah. looking model, but it's uh, it totally fits AOS and it totally fits your Death Army. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've given it a backstory. Like I basically I've named it the um, the Despair of Shimon. So Shimon, Shimon. <laughs> so the story goes that uh, this uh, couple where uh, somehow it had an offended Nagash at some point. Um, so rumour has it that they were um, they had somehow cheated death through their necromancy, and um, this pissed Nagash off, so he's <laughs> cursed them to eternal undeath to roam the realms, um, devouring souls, but they're forever hungry and starved. Uh, it doesn't matter how much they devour, they're always That's un- cool. unfilled. So they're, I like that. they're this despair... Couple and that Couple explains and the just, banshee. That's yeah. really cool. I so like that's that. that's the idea, and that sort of matched matches the um the conversion. So that's that's what I'm going with anyway. So that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. So and there, there appears to be a model on your desk that's painted really nicely. That's not Death James. No, it's <laughs> well. I, I decided to um, take Gore Chosen with me on my um on my deployment. Um, so I've been painting up the heroes from the Gore Chosen box. So I've got a skull grinder painted. Um, Brandt also he's painted the aspiring Deathbringer, the guy yeah. with the the big hammer and the axe. Um, so I'm just about halfway through the exalted Deathbringer, the guy with the um, kind of like the Wolverine claw and the massive axe, the ruinous axe and skull gouger. Skull gouger, that's the one, yeah, yeah. the Wolverine claw. Um, and I've yeah made a little bit of progress on the slaughter priest as well, but I've put the I've bought the heroic bases, the AOS heroic bases for that. Yeah, they um, look awesome. They're, uh, I don't think I've actually seen them in like in the flesh before. They're pretty big. Like there's yeah, having a look at that mm. skull grinder, he looks amazing on that base. Well, they kind of like um, I kind of look at them as like little mini dioramas in themselves. Yeah. Um, and so I've put the skull grinder on top of that skull steps uh, base. I don't know if anyone's familiar with it; they'll know what I mean. But um, it's kind of he's standing on top of that, and it's got a lot of movement because he's swinging that 
that anvil on the chain down with the flames coming out of it. it looks like he's just got it right perfectly on head level. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, yeah, I've enjoyed using Blood for the Blood God and Spirits, uh, the Spirit Stone Red yeah. technical paints. I've sort of been mixing that up a bit to get various textures of gore and stuff like that. So yeah, it looks <laughs> awesome. So does this mean are you painting it just for Gore Chosen, or does this mean you're going to be moment, doing a corn army? Um, at the moment, just painting for Gore Chosen, just to take with me. Uh, but it, as these, as it does, like it'll lead into something else. So I've got the Blades of Corn book, yeah, um, and so I, I, it's definitely something I'm going to do at some point. Uh, this could be the beginnings of it. So nice, yeah. It's, it's, well, that's how I got in my Death Army. Like I, I always wanted to paint. Um, I always liked the the Can Wraith and the Banshee model, like this, just the uh, the characters, and also like the Spirit Hosts. And I thought oh, I just want to get those just to paint them up because I always wanted to do it. And that's how. I started off with my death army, so um, it could happen again with the corn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, if that skull grind is anything to go by, it's going to be another beautiful army, so it's yeah. really cool. But, um, yeah, it's just there. It's good to actually use the painting guides that I've bought. Uh, so I've got the How to Paint Age of Sigma, which has how to paint all the corn models, and I've just been taking those techniques and applying it to everything else oh, that I've cool. painted. So now it's finally I can use it <laughs> to paint actual corn models so mm. that's been cool oh awesome um but what else have been happening like in, as far as hobby that's pretty much all i've done oh yeah i finished painting up my grave guard so i've got 10 grave guard all painted up in nice. a theme um also five of my black knights are painted up so i've done a bit of post on instagram recently for that um as far as gaming goes not a lot not a hell of a lot of gaming um due to work obviously but went to the sydney slaughter warm-up a few weeks ago you did um, Yep, so that was the yeah the warm-up event for the uh, Sydney Slaughter coming up on the 11th, 10th and 11th of June at the um, South Kujika Bowls Club. Um, There's still time to sign up, people. So still time to sign we're, up. We're yep. at 21 paid players as of right now. Oh, um, and yeah. So there's yeah. a full 100 point ranking points available. Um, it's going to be a great turnout. Um, yeah. Fully licensed bar um, yeah. at the Bowls Club, so it should be really fun. Nice food too. There's a bistro. Because um, it's a Bowls Club as well, it's like the... The bar prices are like 1970s prices. Yeah. It's like really cheap beer and um, there's a lot of there's a lot of activities going on at the same time. So there'll be people bowl, barefoot bowling and all that sort of stuff and people always looking in. Um, but it's it's an established uh, gaming venue. There's our um, gaming club, Company of Dice. It's yeah. been running a monthly uh, gaming... Um, yeah, they run... Every, the first Saturday of every month, they run a games day um, where it's any kind of gaming system yeah. you want. So there's Everything's lots of guys there. playing... Yeah. Bolt action, X Wing, forty K. Yep. Um yeah, me and James Batman. Go along. Yeah, Batman. We Batman's go along there. whenever yep. we can. Um haven't been for a little while, but yeah, we go along. Uh definitely there's more and more people playing. Yeah. Playing well, it's a- just been just now. us pretty much. We're the only we've been like in the earlier days, especially when Age of Sigma first dropped, it was just us. It was just yeah. you and I just playing Age of Sigma, just representing um still playing games of eighth edition there as well. There's a few guys down there and some guys playing ninth as well. Um what else is there? There was, uh, oh, my favourite down there actually is all the historicals. Yeah. So you got all the mass scale, you know, uh, Napoleonic yep. wars, like the smaller scale, but they play these massive battles. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a great venue to come down and check out and uh, they've got all the tables, all the terrain. Yeah. Um, so. And that's, that's the main reason um, that I spoke to the guys about using the venue is because I'm not someone that has a massive terrain collection that can go and fill out an empty hall. Yeah. So the reason Company of Dice is um, is hosting the event really at their venue yeah. is it's a venue that already has all the boards and the terrain and yeah. everything. So 100%. obviously we're adding 
what we have yeah. to it. But yeah, it's a real, really big um, kind of resource there that everyone should use. Um, and it's always there. I think they're open during the week as well. I want to say yeah. Wednesday nights, people are down there playing Age of Sigmar as well. So yeah. if anyone lives anywhere near kind of South Cudgee Bowls Club, um, mm. or if not, it's only like once a month, first Saturday of every yeah. month, come, come plan down and play, yeah. come, play, come play games and support the club. Yeah. It's great because I just love being anywhere where you can go and buy jugs of beer and go sit down and, yeah. and just throw some dice, have have a chat, yeah. check out all the other games, all the other hobby. Yeah. It's fantastic. Love it. Yeah, that's no, good fun. Okay, cool. Well, that's, uh, I think that's a good little summary of our hobby progress. So um, I think we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back with a special announcement. Okay, we're back from the break and now we are joined by... Special guest who is going to be the new replacement host for James for the six months or so while he's away. Yep. Um, he's not new to the show. We've had him on before. so He's a friend of the show. He is a friend of the show. Um, <laughs> so he will be temporary, mortally wounded podcast all-star. Um, That's right. Welcome, Luke Taylor. How you going, guys? So, yeah, Luke will be coming on um, to replace James for six months or so so that we can talk about all the really filthy, horrible, nasty lists, and we can we can do all that stuff. James is looking at God, me. God, no. What, what are you guys going to get up to while I'm away? I know. He's looking at me like, Chris, you need to up your game on the narrative side now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have done, though, like in, with the scenarios that you've um, written. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not anti-narrative and stuff. I just, I still like, I always go for the competitive side straight yeah, away. Yeah, but, um, yeah. It's possible to have a story and... A competitive game too, so yeah, definitely, yeah. But um, but yeah, it's going to be great, Luke. Um, having you on, thank you for kind of offering to come on um onto the show. I'm really grateful. I was, I said from the start, I was really keen to avoid the show ever becoming a one host format. Um, I think people will get sick of my voice. Um, and it's, I just think it's better when you can um when you can record with uh, two or more people. So um, I'm really grateful. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we're going to be doing a um, a new Battle Tone review. Um, so, Luke, as one, as the new co-host now, why don't you why don't you talk for a little bit? Okay. Um, so my name's Luke Taylor. Um, I've been on the show before. Um, I'm a um, quite a competitive Age of Sigma player, um, as you all might be aware of. Um you're number one on the ma- match play, aren't you? Co-host on the show. That's, I'm looking forward. To, looking forward to that. Um, and so, do you want me to discuss the time we're going? Just briefly, what we're going to review soon? Or yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to uh, review the um, Blades of Corn Battle Tome, like we did with the um, the Disciples of Zench. So I imagine it's probably going to be a fairly long episode. <laughs> yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll, probably, it, it'll probably hit that near two hour mark. I should think. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, we can go through all the all the little ins and outs of the books and some uh, some mock lists and stuff like that. So it should be really fun. Been um, hearing some cool stuff about it. Yeah, the list, the yeah. list, nice little combos in there. Yeah, yeah, they can do some really awesome. Was it stuff. like you get the blood tokens? What is it? The blood tithe. Blood tithe. That's it. You can build up your um ability to like dispel spells and oh, all sorts all, of things. There's all sorts, all of, sorts stuff of things you can, you can do. do. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll go into that on the uh, mm. Blades of Corn Battle Tome review. I'm still reading the um the fluff in the in the claw 
the Blades of Corn book at the moment, so I haven't started getting into the weeds of um, the ins and outs. So this is what I'm talking about, where you, <laughs> you go straight to the fluff without even yeah, reading yeah. the rules, whereas yeah. I've read all the rules. And I read I have the, no fluff idea first, about the fluff first. So I have, con- yeah. I have context, <laughs> context for the rules, you know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Luke. Oh, sorry. I haven't read any of the fluff either. I've only read like the army <laughs> list and like the allegiance abilities and traits and things like that. That's all in formation. That's guys, all I've worried about so far. You guys I've are... read a page of fluff. I looked at the pictures. The, the pictures are pretty. Pretty but, nice um, pictures, aren't they? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hang your heads in shame. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love I it. I actually haven't even finished reading the fluff in the Zench book yet. So yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I have not read the fluff in a single battle tome yet. I'm, I've read, I've re- <laughs> it's confessions with more than a podcast right I know. now. I've read all. I've read all of the books though, all ten books. I read all of them, and then I'm working my way. I'm now reading the Sylvaneth book, and as in the storybook, um, yeah. and then I've oh, got I've got the yeah. Fire Slayers one, and I've got the Pestilence one as well. So I'll read mm. them, and then I was reading my way through. The Realmgate Wars books. So I was doing all of those before I then move on to Battle Tones. So I'm, I'm yeah, reading. That's good. I'm reading Fluff. That's good. It's good. I'll small reading than I'm doing, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, that's for now. That's our announcement. Um, so Luke will be the new co-host of Mortally Wounded, starting I'm from next I'm now episode. symbolically and officially handing the baton over temporarily to Luke by putting cheersing. A, cheersing him with a beer through Skype. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think Chris, I think Luke's about to drink his um, paint water. Yep, there it goes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us for that quick announcement, Luke. Um, and yeah, looking forward to recording future episodes with you for the next six months or so. Yeah, me too. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to somehow downloading them and listening to them while away to monitor the. The competitive versus narrative. I'm uh, gonna get messages levels. from you, aren't I? Saying, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. You guys, I'm, you know, you guys will do a fantastic job. So, looking forward to to listening. Cool. Well, that's that's that announcement. Um, so we'll have a quick break there, and then um, yeah, we'll see you in a minute. Okay, and we're back from the break. Um, yeah, let's just do what we're gonna do. Chat about. Let's chat about the battle games, we just had. Games played. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah. So. So we just we just played one of the scenarios that Chris wrote for the Sydney Slaughter tournament coming up. Uh, so this one was Zinch's Crystal Labyrinth, Crystal Labyrinth. Uh, and it was by far my favourite scenario so far. Like I've played the other three, uh, with the exception of the Slanesh's Pleasure Palace. So I've played the Nurgle's Garden. Corns Arena. Um, Corns Arena and Sigmaron. At the one day. Yeah, yeah, that was at the, the warm-up event a few weeks ago. Um, today we played the, the Crystal Labyrinth. Um, oh, okay, why do I love it? First thing, you it's the, the, the board's divided into um, six quarters, we'll say. So they, you know... The six two by two, two by two sections. Two by two sections, yeah. yeah. Not quarters, but sixth. But, um, six quarters. Uh... Six quarters. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so each of those is like a self-contained um, board in itself, but there's six portals on the board um, between the portal between the um, the sections. The idea of the game is to capture those portals, and you capture them by having more models than your enemy um, yep. within six inches. 
You can teleport through the portals. Uh, the same rules apply for the Belfrion gates for teleportation, so you can lose models through the gates. You can re-roll those if you've got a mage nearby. Yeah, priest or a wizard. Um, so it's your standard uh, realm gate rules, except you don't roll for the terrain effects each turn and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So they're, they're objectives with... Um, with teleportation rule, yeah, pretty much. So, so yeah, you don't roll to see if they're yeah. mystical and arcane or inspiring and deadly or anything like that. Yeah. It's just that you can travel through them, um, yeah. and then you can also, I think your favourite part is uh, cast spells. You can or cast shoot spells and shoot through them. So if you choose to cast a spell through or shoot, um, you roll, you do your hit, or you do your casting, or your hit rolls first. So you measure your range to the portal, yeah. and if your attack's in range, then you can do that attack yep. um, through the portal. Um, you then yeah try and cast your spell or roll to hit yep and then you have to roll a dice to see what happens so on a one it, it comes back it comes at you. back at you yeah um, <laughs> on a two to three it comes out of a random portal and hits the nearest enemy unit so you just roll a dice you randomize it one to six with six portals yep. so yeah um, and then on a four to five you get to pick and it hits the nearest enemy unit and on a six you get to pick and does double it damage hits the nearest enemy unit and it doubles up yeah. Um, so that's, oh, that's quite cool. It's really cool. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. You can actually shoot through portals. I love that. Or cast magic. Or, and, and magic through it. Yeah. yeah. And so what happened in your first, what, two turns of magic, James? <laughs> so, okay, so I had uh, I had my death army. So under the pack, you can... I had 1,500 points deployed, and uh, I had a 1,000 points summoning pool. Yeah. So effectively a 2,500-point list for a 2,000-point uh, scenario or tournament. Um, yeah, taking full advantage of the taking um, full advantage of the summoning rules. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, the first couple of turns I used my. So what did you just quickly? What did oh, you have? I guess. Okay, so my army. So my my deployed army was uh, Arkan the Black, Vampire Lord, Zombie Dragon, also known as Count Drazen, the Night Impaler. Um, I had unit of six Fargeists, a Banshee, and I because uh, part of the um, the pack. The scenario pack and the players pack is that for each 500 points of summoning you have, you have to take an extra battle line unit. So I had four units of some, ten, 10 zombies and a unit of 10 skeleton warriors. So I had five battle line. So that was my deployed force. Uh, that's 1,500 points right there. So, um, so I cast uh, Curse of Years through the portal. It came out and did, what, four... Uh, Four or five wounds on your Fulminators, four. which was also your general. So that was exciting. And then I cast Blood Boil from the Vampire Lord. This is like from one side of the table to the other. Yeah. So I was. it just maxes out your... Um, your so potential. you rolled a six, didn't yeah. you, like when you cast yeah, the Curse first of turn, The first turn it went through and was like double damage, and then didn't, I didn't roll too well. No, so you did like... Yeah. I did like four did two wounds or something. I think you two more two. Yeah, something like that, but... And, and then Blood Bowl came through and did, did like three another or four. couple. Yeah, a couple, yeah. That was, um, so I was like, yeah, this is cool, this is cool. And but I, both times you got to pick which portal. Yeah, and it was double damage. Yeah. I just If I'd rolled a bit better in that first turn, it would have been cool. So my, I just I rolled well. Fulminators. Your Fulminators. And one of them was your general too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Staunch Defender doesn't help against small wounds. No. <laughs> Sad Panda. I think, um, and yeah, obviously I summoned some Archai... Um, I started um, teleporting my zombies uh, through the portals just to claim them. Yeah. Um, so because you get to pick which portal you emerge from. Yeah. If you move units through, you get to pick because otherwise the yeah. game would be 
too random about trying to control a certain gate. Yeah. Um, it's the shooting element that's randomized a bit because otherwise, again, yeah. if you could pick if you could pick where you shot from, that would probably be too strong. Yeah. But if you had to randomize where you arrived from as well, it would really screw you over playing the objective yeah. game when you have to put your models where they need to be. Yeah. So yeah, you get to pick which portal you come out of when you move. Yeah. Um, which I think worked fine. I think it worked well. And you can only come out of another portal. Yeah. You can't come off the side to yeah. the side of the table like you can with the realm gate rules. So that's a modification to that rule there. But uh, so I think it was was it my second turn? Second turn I summoned. Uh, so yeah, I let you go first. Yeah. which... I was toying, I was toying it up because I had the choice of who went first. Um, and Arcan was ready. I could have dropped prosecutors down nine inches away and gone for it. Oh, that's right. And then I was like, oh, I feel mean though because I just kill Arcan turn one, and then you like it really happens. I'd have a cry, and, and then you'd yeah. get all sad. Yeah. So no. <laughs> so no, I thought no. Do you know what? I'm gonna let James go first anyway because I don't like getting the chance of a double turn against me. With Very Stormcast. chivalrous. That's such a Stormcast thing to no, do. No, the prosecutors are weak. I can't risk getting double turned. <laughs> so I let James go weak. first. I let James go first. Um, so yeah, that meant he did his stuff. And then I had my first turn rolling for five units of prosecutors oh, in the God. sky. Uh, just, needing, just needing three ups to bring them in. How many came in, James? Zero. None. <laughs> no yeah. units. Kes kept rolling ones, those ones and twos. Ones and twos for five units. On Herald's dice as well. Yeah, Clint. Yeah, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> all I needed was... All I needed to was, be fair, it was on your Stormcast dice as well, which oh, are pretty shocking most of the time as well. But all I needed was one three up on five dice, and then I could have used my Liberators from turn one. But no, no, they sat in a corner. <laughs> um, alas, that's, that's what happens. That's fine. So my turn one... I'm, pretty much did nothing. I shot a few wounds into the archive by shooting my judicators yeah. through yeah. a portal. One unit rolled a five... The first unit that went through and I got to pick the portal yeah. rolled a one on my shock bolt bow. So it that came was straight back at you. Marvellous. No, 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 I just got one. Yeah. But it yeah. hit your archive. Yeah. The next unit, I got five hits out of six of my oh, shock yeah. bolt. Yeah. I was only one off max... So obviously I rolled one, and they all shot into my unit yeah, instead. it just rebounded back into his unit and killed so one of his... So Zinch was <laughs> loving it, and I wasn't, um, turn one. I think Zinch was the winner of the day of this, this game. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't positioned my units particularly well at the start of the game without really realising it by not having my Fulminators fully within six inches um, in my first turn, so I wasn't able to travel through a Realm Gate, which was a waste. Um, so yeah, that was good for me to actually play it, because... I wrote the thing and I should know how it works and I still kind of mess stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, good, so, good, good to have a playtest. Yeah, I didn't have a great. I, I didn't have a very good turn one. You had mm. quite a good one, putting a fulminator onto one wound left and not yeah. really. You summoned out a unit of six spirit hosts. You got mm. a unit of archai on the board. Yeah. Uh, sent stuff through round gates, so you claimed Curse quite of years, a few. Blood boil. Yeah, yeah, and you claimed quite a few. So I think what turn one you scored four, four or five, and or I got yeah. one. Yeah. I think it's 4-1. So mm. you got a good lead straight away turn one. Yeah. Um, and then you got priority turn two. Yeah, I got priority turn two. Um, so yes, summoned again. Um, then I put... Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, I put um, Curse of Years through the portal. And the idea was to take out that, you know, the remainder of the Forminators and his general. Yeah. But, um... Sorry, excuse me. Uh, but, um, yeah, sure enough... The spell went off. Yep, no worries there. Uh, then I rolled a one for which portal it went through. So, so it came it means back. It, it rolled, it came straight back at me. So Arkan cast Curse of Years through the portal. It rebounds back at him. 
Okay, so I get my 10 dice. Roll my 10. First roll. Four. Four sixes. Yeah. That's four mortal wounds and straight away. Yes, yes. Next one. <laughs> roll the... Okay, so I re-roll those dice. So I, did, I needed fives this time. Re-rolled. Two, two fives. Two fives. I so was like, yes, six, come on. That's six mortal wounds done straight away. I'm like, no. So those two dice, pick them up. Had to roll fours. Yeah, that was a four. There was a one. Four. <laughs> and then that four went to a three. That four went to a three. That three went to a two. And bang, Cursive himself off the board. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. It was like, where, in which game can you ever see that happen where Arkham Curses abuse himself off the board? <laughs> so yeah, Zeech, <laughs> it was so good. Zeech and myself were loving it. Oh, man. I loved it too. I thought it was, I thought it was a classic. And that's, we, before the game started, we were like, I bet you this happens. Yeah. Imagine if, if Arkham yeah. Cursive uses himself off. It was just fantastic. It's just one of those moments that I just love about wargaming. You know, it's just, oh. Can't beat it. So, so that happened, which was great for me, not so great for you. Yeah. Um, but then you blood boiled. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then straight away, okay, that's it, blood boil. Straight through the portal from the other side into the Fulminators. Um, so, the, so obviously the spell went off. And you then rolled a six. I rolled a six. Again. Again. So I could pick the portal I wanted to go through and it was double damage. Yeah. So then I just rolled like four fours in a row. I think you rolled, yeah, at least three. So each time we yeah, were doing was two. Yeah, two. there's two mortal wounds each time. So it was like mortal wounds. Two, four, six, eight, bang. That's yeah. the Fulminator's dead. Killed the whole unit of killed the unit, Killed the Fulminators and the General. Bang, done. Thanks very much. Go home. So, yeah, that wasn't... So, I'd had one <laughs> turn, done nothing with them. Yeah. Um, and they were dead. But I, was, I wasn't too bad because James had lost Arkan, so it was yeah, right. It was, it, was, it was poetic justice. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, then what else? So, yeah, I think that was pretty much it. You didn't summon anything else? Um, after that, I used... For the rest of the game, I used... Um, I used the Vampire Lord to summon some more spirit hosts. Um, also, the Banshee had the Sword of Unholy Power, so that was like an auto cast for the uh, Mongol. Yeah. So I brought the Mongol on, which is my Despair of Shaman conversion model for the Mongol. Um, so she was able to bring him and on. And that was a thousand points total, wasn't it? That was a thousand points. So a unit of six spirit hosts, a unit of three spirit hosts, a yep. unit of two Archai, and a Mongol. Yep. That's that thousand, thousand points. So that was pretty yeah. good. Especially the spirit hosts and the Mongol yeah. and the Banshee were all ethereal, so they could just walk through the walls. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. If um, people are not familiar with the scenario, um, if, okay, so each uh, board, sixth, two by two, sixth. Um, each section. Each section is um, walled off pretty much because it's part. Of, it's a chamber in the labyrinth. Uh, so but the only units that can actually pass through those boundaries are ethereal. So all my spirit hosts, my Mongol... Um, and the Banshee just had free reign of the board still. Yeah. So it was really handy. That Mongol was a yeah. terror. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so then my turn to... I, you did the um, I did hashtag toot, toot meta. meta with, I blew up some said terrain. So two Heraldors. Two Heraldors were just going nuts, blowing up some terrain, and they did probably a good... They destroyed that. Six or much... seven mortal wounds yeah. to your unit of six spirit hosts. Yeah. They, they were doing some good work, and a yeah. few more to your Archai. Um, my adjudicators were just shooting through the portals. Yep. Um, didn't bounce back the second turn. Did a fair bit of damage, so that was good. I was just yep. kind of shooting stuff. Yep. Um, my prosecutors started to come down. I think I got you got three, three of them down. Yeah, three of the four units in the vanguard wing down. So I started putting one into each section to make sure I could kind of yep. get. Um, I was getting worried about James blocking me off from the board because he yeah. was starting to have units everywhere. That's one thing you can do. Like uh, if you've got. Horde lists, or you've got the ability to summon 
or bring units through portals. Uh, if you can, if you can just swamp a portal, you can th then um, you know, push push units out from their nine inch um, deployment. So for a summoning unit, or for, in this case, it was a stormcast, could only come down within nine uh, outside nine inches. So yeah. if you position your your units right up next to the portal, you can push them back on the other side if they decide to come in the in the next um, chamber. Yeah. Um, or whatnot. So fortunately, there was. I don't think you'd fully considered like, oh, hang on, I can block out nine inches. Yeah, with where it, some it of became apparent were. during the game. I it's think like, we could have okay, realised yeah. like there was a space just in my middle section where yeah. just between your unit of skeletons and vargeists yeah. that were blocking two opposite portals, so twenty four inches apart. I could mm. only just fit a unit of prosecutors in. Yeah. But if I hadn't been able to, that would have been a big change to the game. Yeah. Um. So I was starting to get worried, and I was like, these guys need to come down. Yeah. Fortunately, they did, which let me then teleport a unit of liberators into your kind of big block of zombies on your side yep. um, into that corner but they did not really they took three yeah the prosecutors and the zombies to, yeah. to yeah. grind down those zombies for me to gain control while, so, yeah. Yeah. and the same with the unit of prosecutors into your big block of 20 zombies holding another portal Yeah, your zombies, zombies were just holding yeah they were fantastic like they were the perfect unit um, and because it's model count to do that yeah you 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 claim those portals for all the way up until about turn, turn four yeah. or five. Yeah. So you just, yeah, you were outscoring me. Um, I was kind of killing my way across. Um, I probably got a bit lucky with which portal started exploding. Yeah. From, from the start of battle round three and then battle round four and battle round five. At the start, one portal randomly explodes. Yeah. Um, and then each unit within D6 inches takes D6 mortal wounds. Yeah. So the wounds didn't do loads, but it was just that they blew up, which then meant, yeah. actually, we had both the right-hand side two-by-two two sections, all three realm gates on that, all three portals on that side were the ones that exploded. They all blew up, Which yeah. meant that my two heraldors, my judicators on my side, and then your two archite on the other there. side, they were yeah. trapped. They were trapped. Because both, they can't get out. both yeah. the... Uh, both the portals the that connecting portals bordered, were, were destroyed yeah that bordered yeah. those sections were destroyed so obviously they can't pass through the walls because they're not ethereal there was no portal for them to travel to so they were just stuck in yeah. those quadrants I had like two archai like with their halberds just like banging on the walls just going let us out <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I was just like no because these guys are great at clearing objectives and it just would have oh, they were stuck there so yeah it was, it's really, it was really good for me to see as well how the mechanic works like as soon as mm. one portal bordering a section where you've got units in blows up you need to really be thinking about get them out of there quick. about get another unit through the other portal yeah because otherwise they can get trapped yep um so that's quite that was quite cool um was that an expected thing when you were writing the scenarios or just... i didn't i hadn't really gone oh yeah units will get trapped i knew they wouldn't be able to think about it but i hadn't really thought about the likelihood of the two portals because there's six to choose from yeah and the odds that it would because only three are going to blow up the whole game yeah the odds that it would be two from the same section i yeah. didn't really think <laughs> but it was quite a good little thing to happen yeah and you're, yeah. It, it makes you think straight away yeah as soon as one in that section is gone you need to you start need to get thinking out of about can yeah. i i need to move these guys mm. to the other side of this portal yeah so you're still controlling that portal but from the other side so you still have an escape route if that portal blows up yeah because yeah. each section has two portals going yeah. from it there's two ways out yeah um so yeah it was quite cool uh it was fun <laughs> to do and then yeah just then your lord so then the celestine prime so then came i down. brought the prime down turn three because i noticed there was a spot uh, available to try and take out count drazen your yeah. vampire lord on zombie dragon yeah, yeah i'd done a few wounds to him from shooting and things like that so i think yeah he'd take i think he had 10 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm thinking, should I save my prime until turn four? But then I was like, no, I need to kind of deal Get with in him. There. Yep. So I brought him down. I was like, six attacks, it's threes, twos. Hmm. You didn't have a Mystic Shield on at the time. And I was like, I was getting greedy. It's neg three, ren, damage three. <laughs> I thought, you know what? With a dice change, I know I can't fail um, the charge because of de- changing the dice and the formation I'd taken. Yeah. It was really cool. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to bring him down. I rolled the nine on the charge anyway, so I didn't need to use my dice. So I got in, yep. had my six attacks. I think I rolled, I think I only hit four. So then I used my once per turn dice change to make that one of them fails to a six yep. to just have five hits through. And then I think I failed one of those wounds on twos. So I got four wounds through. Yeah. Your armor saves on a six. You, fa- you passed two of them. I rolled them. I rolled two, and I was yeah, like, that's oh. right. <laughs> so then I could only do a maximum of six wounds. I think you then saved a Deathless Minion save as yeah, well. So, so he only took five. Mm, yeah, he was sitting there on, I think he was on eight wounds. He, got, he was at that point? No, no. No, he only had three he had left 11. after my yeah, attacks. Yeah, yeah. Because I came down point. and yeah. used my scepter and did two mortal wounds. That's right, yeah. In yep. the shooting phase. It but was yeah. the following turn where I, he, I rolled on the chalice. Yeah. Uh, he drank his chalice and healed down to eight wounds. Yeah, so he healed back yeah. up three. Yeah. And then, but I was just terrified because I knew James had his retaliation that turn. Fortunately, he only did one wound, so I was like, okay. Yeah, he fluffed his rolls. Because the prime is a glass cannon. Yeah. So I was really worried. Um, mm. But he survived, and then James, it was James's turn next, so he healed up, and then he put his command ability for reroll hits and everything on him, and I was like, oh god, the prime's going to die. No. And I, <laughs> James rolled a bit badly. Um, I had my dice waiting to change one of my armor saves if I needed to to pass yeah. them. Mm. Um, so I only ended up taking two wins. So I was on. I'd only taken three. My retaliation. I batted him off. Yeah, I did just like twelve destroyed damage. Him. Yeah, took him off and yeah. was like, right, good. But then three spirit hosts come in. Previously summoned by Count Drazen. Count Dra- Yeah. So one hundred and twenty points. They just come in, charge and do like eighteen dice. They take down terrain or something, and then yeah. oh no, that was the turn. That was the next turn. Yeah. So not even with down terrain, eighteen dice. You roll six sixes and just go, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, because he had five wounds left, no mortal wounds saved. <laughs> so yeah, three spirit hosts just take off a prime, and yeah. I was like, after oh. destroying, yeah, you know the count. It I was, was just, like, yeah, it was, it was oh. cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, but that was that was cool. And then it literally, so what? It came down to all three of the portals on the right hand side of the board were the ones that blew up. They all destroyed. So, so you you were trapped. Your judicators and heraldos were trapped in one corner. My archa trapped in the other. Yeah, and then so so was... we were fighting the far left. Yeah. James had a unit of zombies which had been holding it against three of my prosecutors all game, so I hadn't been scoring that. Yeah. James is one on his back left corner. Zombies had been holding that. And just I was getting through it, but it was taking ages. And then the one on my side, mm. I had three prosecutors holding that. That was fine all game. Yeah. So I was like, right, it went all the way down to turn five. James was way ahead on VPs from earlier in the game. I was like, yeah. the only way I can win this is if I get a major by yeah. controlling all three yeah, at the end need... of the battle round. That's right, yeah. But I needed to go first to have any chance of doing that. Yeah. And I banked too heavily on needing to kill the zombies, the zombies in yeah. the middle and not protecting the realm gate that they actually started that turn near. Yeah, yeah. My fu- my unit uh, prosecutors, the final one that had failed all previous four turns to roll mm. a three up to come down. They finally came down. Yeah. That added firepower, just chewed through the zombies yeah. in one shooting you took phase. That, you did take that objective. So then I did, but I didn't need to have teleported my liberators mm. away from the other one. So then... That was a lifesaver for so me. So then yeah. that 
James then could just run his Mongol. He just moved his Mongol through the wall. He went through ethereal, the wall, yep. Charged into my prosecutors. The spirit hosts after finishing off the prime. Oh, and by the way, before that, they were like the spirit hosts and the Mongol were right next to Dam Terrain. Yeah. So I rolled up Dam Terrain, plus one to hit. Bang. Yeah. I did take a massive risk there because... I'm so used to doing damn terrain and having a hero nearby for the Deathless Minion save, but I didn't have a hero at just that point. Count and so it was down to the point where there was it would have been contesting and yeah. I would have won just on VPs. I could have not played it safe. Yeah. Instead I, I took off I lost another spirit host. You took three mortal wounds and went, Oh yeah. no, you I shouldn't just have done that. Yeah, yeah. Because then you had to charge me and yeah. try and kill models. Yeah. So I was like, oh but it literally came down to this one to fight yeah. over one realm gate. Yeah. If I could ha- survive the combat with I had three prosecutors and a Lord Castellan yep. who had lanterned himself, so yep. he was on a two-up save, and then James got his two spirit hosts and a Mongol in. Yep. So I was outnumbering, but that Mongol had damn terrain and everything, yep. and the spirit hosts were there. I needed to kill the things that were there. I needed to kill at least one model that was there. So with or... your spirit hosts, yep. you attacked first, killed two prosecutors. Yeah. So it was now down to my Lord Castellan and one prosecutor versus two spirit hosts and a Mongol. So James is winning at this point. Yeah. I go next with my Lord Castellan pile into the spirit hosts who have four wins between them. Yeah. I get two Kill. attacks through with my halberd. Take Both saves failed. Yeah. Took them off. So it was now two two models to me Jet versus James's one for his Mongol. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, he has eight attacks. He's hitting me on twos, getting extra hits on and fives. Sixes. Yeah. Oh, it would have been yeah. fives, yeah, yeah. And um, he's, yeah, I checked. He comes in, is in range of both the Castellan and the Prosecutor, and I'm like, all he has to do is kill that Prosecutor, and he'll draw me out, meaning he'll win on VPs. <laughs> and he's So like, I decided to split my attacks. And I'm like... What are you doing? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You can split your attacks. That's all right. So I put three into the prosecutor and five into the Lord Castellan. Which should have been enough, to be fair. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm, I'm, I've got a chance of generating more attacks and, and whatnot. So, of course, I didn't take the prosecutor off. So it was down to the five. So you rolled all three hits, went through, and then you just need threes to wound. And you rolled oh, ones and twos. Ones and twos so yeah. my prosecutor was alive. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> how is this happening? I was like, all I have to do is survive with my Castellan now. <laughs> And then, so yeah, the Mongol um, ripped into the Castellan. Yeah. Uh, did so three five damage attacks. in the end, wasn't it? Five attacks. You got no, 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 no. Three wounds. Three through. wounds, three. You had to save them. So then yeah. I'd landed myself, so I had a four up save, even after the minus two end. Yeah. And I was like, he has full six wounds. Yeah. These do two damage each. All I have to do is make a single four up save on the three dice. Yeah. And I win the game. These I'll are Herald's have... dice as well. So I'll outnumber them. So I pick up my Herald's dice, which normally <laughs> roll really well. <laughs> and I roll a one, a two, and a three. Oh, yeah. And with that, the Castellan died. The Mongol contested the gate against my one yeah. prosecutor. I managed to win on the minor with just through VPs. And yeah. yeah, James got a win. Yeah. Oh, it's the first. It's the second time I've ever beaten Chris. I think the first time was earlier in the piece when really we first started early, gaming. Yeah. Like with my Bretonians... Once, just got lucky, I must have. But, um, yeah, this is... Uh, it was so good, though. It, it literally <laughs> came down to, like, me not rolling a yeah. four-up on the three You just needed to make those saves, and that would have but been your to game. Be fair, you would have got... Actually, uh, it no, would have been a major no, you would have win. Been, you would have majored yeah, it, because it you, had two, you had two models there, yeah. Because I would have controlled all three. And I stupidly did that damn train on the um, Spirit Host. I didn't need to do no, that. I actually didn't. didn't even need to charge the Mongol in to win. Yeah, you uh, did. Well, they needed to be within six. Yeah. 
And you needed to charge the spirit host in to get within six because of yeah. where I'd put it. Oh, them. yeah, of course, yeah. So, But you I didn't just, need to lose that model. I didn't need to lose that. If I didn't lose that model, it would have been different. It didn't matter anyway. It didn't matter anyway. But, it, yeah. it would have been the same yeah. result. But, um, yeah, it, but it just showed you played the game in terms of swarming the board and grabbing yeah. the objectives. I grabbed them early from and turn one got the points up, yeah. And got loads of VPs, whereas mm. I played defensively because I didn't want to just die because my army's weak so mm. i shot your army down i had way more on the board yeah. at the end of the game and you were shooting through portals yeah i was like yeah. throwing javelins here there and everywhere yeah. I, was shoot- I was like you I'm go getting- anywhere you wanted like just as long yeah. as you didn't roll the one or random yeah. you were fine and there's a good chance of getting it through because it's four four up you, you're choosing and on a six it's you're, doubling. Um, you're doubling and on a two to three choosing. it's random but because you're at basically every gate anyway i'm always going to hit something yeah that's it like you can you can camp on all those portals your enemy can still shoot through and, and take you off because you're camping on all of them. So, um, yeah, it's always... So yeah, it's but you went for A lot the of risk-reward in this scenario, yeah. which is fantastic. And that was yeah. the thing. You went for the portal's turn, mm. like, from the start, which meant I could wear you down. So you you couldn't get the major, like, later on in the game. So I was always playing for the major because I knew if I didn't get the major, I was going to lose on a minor. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what happened. So, yeah. but it was such a fun game. I'm glad the scenario worked, and yeah, it was just. I'm really glad that we got to play because we haven't played in ages. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's been that was our first game in a long time, and so I'm I'm happy happy to have that game with you before before I go away, and um, also very glad to finally get yeah, a win, get a win a over win. you. Like yeah. the last few times, it was. You were getting minor wins on me, so I've been creeping up yeah. slowly. Now I've got a minor victory on you, so yeah. you know eventually I'll get a major. But you know I'll, I'll take what I can now, and I'm um, looking forward to catching up when I get back. And um, hopefully over the course of the year, I'll still be within the top twelve. Is top it top sixteen? Top sixteen for masters for the masters. So ho- hopefully I'll be um, able to participate in the masters if I'm still still eligible. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, a fairly quick show today anyway. We just wanted to get a chance to sit down and record a final episode with James before he heads off. Yeah. And um, Bye, everyone. Yeah. I'll um, see you in six months and stay safe. Uh, looking forward to seeing you all and having a few games and catch up when I get back and I'll be on the show again and yeah. look forward to seeing you then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess only thing now is there's still time to get tickets to Sydney Slaughter. Yeah. Uh, you need it's, get on I, that, guys. I think by the time I've got this episode out, I think the normal payment deadline's probably gone. So you'll be anyone that hasn't paid yet will be getting late payment penalty of minus ten points. But that won't be enough to cripple your chances. Um, and yeah, hopefully it just means that people still sign up. Like I'd rather people come and just get a late payment penalty than not come at all. Um, so yeah, that's going to be the 10th and 11th of June. Details are on the Facebook event, or if you're not on Facebook and you listen to us, you can go to mortallywoundedpodcast.com, click on the events page. Both the player pack and the scenario packs are up there. So the details for how to pay and register are in the player packs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, come down. That's at South Coogee Bowls Club, hosted by Company of Dice, um, kind of gaming group. And yeah, it'd be awesome to see you guys there. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys.